Pan and J-Man Show Nation, we are back with another episode on this beautiful October 3rd day. Uh, how you doing tonight, T-Dog? Not too bad. Like you said, it can't beat this weather for October. You really can't. Um, it's set, I think 70 degrees here right now. It's uh, it's perfect. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be decently warm for the majority of the week, and then towards the tail end, the weekend, supposed to get back into the chilly fall temps. But uh, we'll take the, take the warmer weather while it's here. Absolutely. Um, do you have some birdie bogey for me tonight? I do. I do. Let me. It's actually on my phone. Let me get it up here. It's baseball. Beautiful. Um, you are ahead by three strokes, by the mm-hmm. way. So let's see if you can get it by four. That'd be a pretty commanding lead. There's not many weeks left in the year. No, there's really not. Is there? <laughs> I might be in big trouble. Um, all right. So. Since 1955, when they first began awarding an MVP, there have been three players in the history of the M- in the MLB to be named the MVP of a World Series twice. Oh, Can you name man. those three? No. <laughs> you say that every week. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them. On Instagram and check out their website, noblenomellc.com to get your veggies. Yes, get your veggies indeed. Like we said last week, it's chili season. It's soup season. Got to have vegetables going to super chili most likely. So That's right. Get your veggies from Noble Gnome and go check them out online, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Speaking well, of baseball, you want to exactly start with what I, That's exactly really? what I was going to say. You're reading my mind tonight, which is a scary place. Scary that is scary. Up there. But <laughs> I, I got to start off with two of my bold predictions for the year have come true, baseball related. The Mariners making the playoffs for the first That's time since 01. Yeah. The White Sox not making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, White Sox are one of the more disappointing teams of recent memory. I mean, they're sitting here 11 games behind the Cleveland Guardians. You got that right. Um, one game oh. under 500. Uh, Tony LaRusa is not coming back next year. He's been out for about a month now with some uh, medical issues, they're calling it. Uh, 79 years old, though. Hire was a disaster. Looked terrible on paper to begin with, and it uh, has turned out to be pretty uh, pretty horrendous hire by uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Um, but, yeah, 11 games out. Mariners, uh, did you see um, how they clinched a yes. wild card spot? That was awesome. Yes, it was. Um, good for them. Good for that mm-hmm. city. Now, if they just brought the Sonics back, everything would be right in that city. <laughs> yep. Um, and it looks like, I don't know. I still am kind of confused on how the playoff format's going to look with three wildcard teams. Of course, I haven't been all that interested in it since my team's been out for a while. But um, I know the Mariners have a game-and-a-half lead on the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, every spot in the American League has been clinched. Um, as far as wild card goes, and I think division goes as well. So uh, not a whole lot to play for there. I think I had it on my phone last night. Let me see if I can pull it up here. National League still a little wide open. The uh, New York Mets had a 10-and-a-half game lead in June, and now they are two games back with three games to play. Um, they are folding down the stretch. Jacob DeGrom's look bad, believe it or not. Max Scherzer hasn't been good. They're not hitting the bottom of the ballpark anymore, and the Braves have just gone absolutely scorched earth um, on the rest of the league. They have 100 wins now. They have the second best record in the National League after starting the first two or three months, just uh, kind of in that uh, World Series hangover a little bit from last year. 
So here is um, loyal Tannen J Man show viewer and listener Sean Trivers sent my dad and I this last night. Is the postseason update? The buys in the American League are going to be Houston's going to be the one seed, Yankees are going to be the two seed, and then wild card matchups: home advantages in all caps, Tampa versus Cleveland in all caps, Seattle versus Toronto all caps. Hmm. Seattle versus Toronto. So I don't even know if the Mariners can host a playoff game at all. Unless they do some winning. <laughs> Even, yeah, I I guess they could play Tampa Bay and they'd host Tampa Bay, but uh, it's not looking likely, unfortunately. Um, then, then the but League- I mean, if, if they get out of the wild card round, I assume they could. I don't, I still don't understand how it works. American League Dodgers have the one seed, Cardinals are the three seed, and the Padres are the five seed. So the last wild card, the Phillies have a two game lead over the Brewers with three games left. Phillies are at Houston for three games while Milwaukee hosts Arizona. Even though the Phillies have tougher opponent, they should clinch, according to Sean. Should clinch, In yes. the East winner, both the Mets and Braves are in the playoffs. The division winner gets the bye, and the other one gets the four seed. The Braves have a one-game lead. They're playing right now on Sunday Night Baseball, which I think the Braves won. They did. So they'll have a, they have a two-game lead. The Mets host the Nationals for three, while the Braves are at Miami. So it'll be byes. Dodgers won Atlanta or Mets will be the two seed wild card matchup Philadelphia or Milwaukee versus St. Louis at St. Louis and San Diego at either Atlanta or New York. Yeah. The um, Brewers have kind of choked down the stretch. They had late leads against the Marlins twice over the weekend in a four game set and they blew two of them um, and ended up losing both of those games or they would probably be tied with the Phillies right now. If they would have just won, they would have be tied with the Phillies right now. Um, so they kind of limp to the finish line. Phillies do have, I think they have Houston um, to end the year in Houston. So that's going to be tough. And the Brewers have, I think, Arizona, um, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Phillies uh, haven't been to the playoffs. I mean, they had that unbelievable run from about 06 to, what, 2011 or so. And they have not been to the playoffs since. Um, since 2000, yeah, 2011 was their last year in the playoffs. All right, is that the longest drought now in MLB? Now that Seattle's clinched a playoff spot? Um, it has to be the Marlins made it in 2020 in that sham year. Um, Arizona's made it re- more recently, Colorado in 2018. Um, Reds made it in the sham 2020 year. <laughs> um, Pirates made it in 2014, I believe. No, 2015, because Cubs beat them. White Sox um, Nash- recently made it. White Sox made it the past two seasons. Yeah, before um, that, well, it wasn't like 08 or something for them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baltimore made it in 2016. Obviously, Red Sox have been there. Twins have been there more recently. Tigers played in World Series in 2012. Um, Royals won a World Series in 15. Angels, 2012. Rangers, yep, it would be the longest drought in uh, Major League Baseball. They're such a proud franchise, too. Mm-hmm. But they're probably going to make it. Um, fired Joe Girardi 51 games into the season. Rob Thompson's take, taken over, and he's 64 and 44. Um, they're still, I mean, Cubs swept them in a three game series. Cubs are playing really good baseball right now, but uh, that's they a. They pretty a decent the second half of the season, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, they are seven. They're seven games over 500 in the second. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually favorited something here on my tweeter. Um, yeah, new, new, half, new Twitter segment. Uh, yes. J-Man's 
uh, like Twitter likes because it's now it's a like, isn't it? <laughs> now instead of a favorite, now it's a like. I still call them favorites. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's been a like for like five years now. <laughs> I still call them favorites. Um, second enough records. This was through September 27th, and the Cubs have not lost since then. So that's what? 28th, 29th, 30th, October 1st, October 6th. So that's, that's five. They're, they're 38 and 29 in the second half, uh, which is a better record than the Brewers, Yankees, White Sox. Um, a lot of teams, actually. They've won, yeah, I think 39 of their last 68 games. Uh, played some pretty good baseball in the second half. They're pitching really well in the second half as well. Um, post deadline, they have a 3.58 ERA, which is ninth in Major League Baseball. The uh, bullpens pitched well even after trading their top four guys. So, in uh, their starters, second half ERA is down to 2.95. So, hopefully, they can carry some of this momentum over. Uh, sign a really good starting pitcher. Obviously, you need some offensive help, but uh, hopefully, uh, they can carry this momentum into next year. Of course, that doesn't always happen, but. Uh, they played some good baseball, even though I was rooting for them to tank the entire second half. And they find themselves 13 games up on the Reds and the Pirates, where just a month ago I think they were battling it out for uh, uh, the third so through bad. fifth place. Yeah, yeah. Reds have 99 losses. So do the Pirates. But, um, yeah, I um, three games left of the season. Aaron Judge tied Roger Maris' uh, American League it. record. I don't think he gets it. Uh, this will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Got to get out of the way early because I almost forgot the past couple weeks. Um, what do the Yankees have? Oh, Lord, you would ask me that. Uh, I should know this. <laughs> uh, I'll look it up. I should know I'm this. Look, but... I'm looking it up right now. Um, they have the... Somebody in division, right? No. They, they actually have four games left. They have a doubleheader on Tuesday. Um, they play the Texas Rangers for four hmm. Um, through Wednesday. This will be the J-Man's book prediction of the week. Um, Aaron Judge has really struggled here since he uh, got to 60. Um, they've been <laughs> they've been uh, showing his at-bats in the middle of college football games. Oh, college football ESPN. fans don't like that. College wow. football fans do not like that at all. Uh, they've watched him strike out a bunch, too. If uh, I, I saw a tweet. It, it was something like, uh, if you knew nothing about baseball and uh, you had to watch Aaron Judge's at-bats during the college uh, football games, you would think he's the worst player in the history of baseball. He's been so mm-hmm. bad. Uh, but I think he gets it. Um, he, and then probably once he gets it, they won't play him the rest of the series, I'd imagine, unless he gets it the first game. Um, but they will play, it looks like. Penciled in October 11th, uh, next Tuesday. So they have the entire weekend. Oh, they'll have almost an entire week off before they play again. Uh, so yeah, he'll probably play the entire series regardless, but, uh, I think he gets, gets 62. I maybe hope you're even right. More. I hope you're maybe right. Even but more. I don't know. I just feel like he's already got there. And now he's like, you say he's cold, but as weird as it sounds, I'd rather him heat up for the, for the postseason. So. Right. Yeah. Who cares about that record? To be honest, I mean, he tied it. I, I bet he's pretty oh. glad he uh, bet on himself. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna get uh, paid a lot more than he probably would have. He would have got paid a lot anyway. He would, yeah, um, to right. begin with. But right. uh, this uh, probably puts him over the top. And I actually don't think he'll be back with the Yankees either. I think he'll end up uh, maybe on the other side of New York and Queens, or maybe oh San gosh, San Francisco, uh, something like that. Uh, I, I think the Yankees are gonna try to give him a dollar figure he cannot refuse, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, he, he went to Fresno state. I think he's from sure. the Pacific, um, or he's from the North Northern California. So, uh, maybe San Francisco would be uh, able to, uh, but I mean that, uh, 
that new Mets owner kind of makes it scary for everyone else because he could give him a $700 million deal or something like that, and you won't be able to say no to that. That's true, and I got to say this, why Fresno State's on my mind or it's going to bug me. You see Fresno State lost to UConn in football over the weekend? Did they really? <laughs> Who's their coach? Is it still the uh, former um, – wasn't it an IU guy there? It's not former... the board. The board is at Washington. Oh, that's doing, right. Doing real that's well. Right. So, no, yeah. I don't know who the coach is, but whoever it is, that's a bad loss. That's a that's a fireable offense. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it could be your first game ever coaching um, at the D1 <laughs> level, head coach, and uh, you should be fired for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto Business, Renters, Workers' Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. I actually have a baseball word association as well. Let's do it. So I have the Major League home run leaders over the past however many years. Uh, there is some repeats, so I skipped over those and just added the next guy. Uh, but starting with Vladdy Jr. Oh, Vladdy Jr., how do, how do, can you not see him and see his dad? Yeah. I mean, resemblance. I mean, of course, that is his dad, but uh, no batting gloves. Swings hard. Their uh, their body types are a little different. My, yeah, a little, <laughs> little different. A little different. He's got some muscles. Dad had more muscles. He's got mm-hmm. a little more a little more flubber on him, I should say. But <laughs> but uh, it's cool seeing him playing in Toronto. You know, his dad was a legend for the Expos for many years, mm-hmm. so it's cool seeing that Canadian uh, resemblance there. But, yeah. Um, it's cool to have a player that was really good when we were growing up. Offspring be really good, right? As we're getting older. So. Yep, that Blue Jays team has quite a few of them too. Yeah, D- Bichette and Bichette uh, and uh, Kevin Biggio's on that team Biggio, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, this guy actually tied Vladdy last year, Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez, I couldn't have told you he tied tied mm-hmm. him. Forty eight. Yeah, he's a royal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the reason I have to ask because. <laughs> I just don't think of a Royal doing anything that's leading the league since at least they won the World Series. Uh, that's a franchise that talk about just back to where they were in the years we were growing up. I mean, they, they went from awful to champions to back to pretty awful. but Quickly, um, too. Yeah, quickly. But eh, Kansas City has enough success and, and attention in football. They don't need two teams that's doing fair. well. Pete Alonzo. Oh man, he he could smash the ball. I mean, he made an impact his rookie year. That was his rookie year when he did it fifty three. Yeah, yeah, mm. his rookie year. Um, made, he's made the home run derby kind of his thing the last couple of years. Um, of course, I don't like him because he's a mat, but um, I don't like him just because he seems unlikable. He does kind of seem like a jerk too. But um, no, it's when the Mets are good, it's good for baseball. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even though I don't like the Mets, I, I hate the Mets. <laughs> I hate the Mets. Um, Chris Davis with a K, K H R I S. So that's not Crash then. That is not Crash. Crash was the Oriole. This is the A. Yep. The athletic. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's amazing to me. Like I could, I, I, I'm. We're naming all these guys who didn't play on good teams. Yeah. And they were doing this, and that's. Uh, it might be a coincidence. Uh, well, Vlad, I mean, Blue Jays are fine, and Mets are good now, but Royals stink. Um, A's. They've had good years, but I mean, they've never really been a championship contender. No, no, it's obviously they should have been with Zito, Mulder, and, and Hudson. Yeah. But they, they've always had that low payroll, the money right, ball sort right. of deal. But so. uh, yeah, and there, there's a couple guys on there that I couldn't believe led the league at homers. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Davis, I knew he, he had a couple years where he hit over 40. He had like 
a stretch. I think it was a three year stretch where he hit exactly 247 each of those. I think it was three years, uh, which is which is kind of a weird coincidence. And he hit over 40 homers each year. So he was a low on base, but hit a lot of homers uh, for the A's. But you know, whoever the A's best player is is the most recognizable sports figure in Oakland because they don't have any other yeah, teams. They have, any, they have no one else. Everybody uh, moves you, out. You know what's pathetic is the Oakland A's have zero dollars committed to their 2023 payroll right now. Jeez, that is bad. That's embarrassing. Yeah. They need to move to Vegas yeah, as well. Go to Vegas. Yeah, just get out. Yeah. Everybody else is leaving. Giancarlo Stanton. Hits baseball hard. Um, <laughs> when he's healthy. Yeah, when he's healthy, um, which he's, I don't want to say rarely, rarely healthy, but he gets hurt every single year for a good amount of time. But fun player to watch, a striking figure over the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just have him DH for the rest of his career. Yeah, he's he's definitely not an outfielder at this Once point. Once known as Mike, Mike Stanton. Yep. Uh, did you know he was a defensive back commit to uh, USC? I did not. I had a feeling once you said defensive back, I'm like, it's probably USC. You said <laughs> USC, yeah. so I did not know that, though. No. Uh, this is a guy that I was surprised led the uh, major leagues in homers one year, and that was Mark Trumbo. Really? Mm-hmm. I think he had 48. Was he on the Angels then? He was with the Orioles then. Orioles. Orioles. Yeah. Okay. Orioles have a couple guys on this list. It must have been something about Camden Yards. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that was before they moved the fence back, and it was really easy to hit one out uh, to left. So that could have gotcha. something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Another team that hasn't really been very good for a long time. and They are over 500 for the first time. They are. That's true. Then they got the baby birds prospects that we talked about. 2016, so. I think, was the last yeah. time. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe they'll be better next year. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis. This one uh, is Crash Davis. Yeah, he uh, had some good pop, and then yeah. he went downhill fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. awful. Uh, couldn't even hit the ball. So I think, yeah, think, he some, had, uh, like, think some PEDs were involved there. That has been rumored for a while. Um, I don't know. He, he was a pretty strong guy to begin with, but he uh, – yeah, he fell off the map, though. I think he had a stretch where he went like 0 for 59 or something to start a season. That was about the end of him. It's not him. ideal. <laughs> that's, that's not ideal. Uh, another Oriole here. They did back to – I think he was an Oriole at the time. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Oh, he's still going. What is he, like 40 now? Yeah, he's 40, uh, 41, I think. Cool story when he came up with the Rangers, and he's mm. been productive everywhere he's been. I mean, he's part yeah, he of the 400 a- home run club. Yeah, he, he was like a 28-year-old rookie. Yeah, yeah, it would, which was kind of unheard of back then when he yeah. did it. Still rare, but um, especially back then. He's been a productive player everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, he's got to tamper off now that he's 40. Well, he's, look at stats, okay, he's still produced. Yeah. Uh, future Hall of Famer Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, um, doesn't get talked about enough. We've, we've, we've said that time and time again on the podcast. You know, I don't know if it's because he played in Miami when he was a youngster or Florida back then, and then in Detroit where he's just kind of been yeah. lost in the mix. They've had some good teams, but boy, I whiffed on that AL Central pick this year really bad. <laughs> I think I had him being pretty really good bad. Too. Um, but no, he's he's one of the best players of our lifetime. Yep, one of the yeah, he played in some real two really small markets too. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Bautista. Joey Bats. I just remember him for the bat flip in the playoffs or the play-in game or whatever that was. Getting, and, uh, getting punched by and uh, getting punched. Odor. And getting punched. So, and he follows everybody on Twitter. I remember that was like the first big athlete to follow me back on Twitter because he obviously didn't run his own account. Obviously, somebody ran it for him. So. Um, newest member of the 700 Home Run Club, Albert Pujols. The machine. Um, 
you know, as a as a person who's not a Cub fan, I always liked the guy. I always thought he played the right way. He seemed like mm-hmm. a humble guy. Um, I remember when he went to the Angels, everybody thought he was going to the Marlins. And then all of a sudden, I remember watching Sports Center that day, and they're like breaking news. He was signing with the Angels. Like what? <laughs> where where did they come from? <laughs> like I think everybody thought he was going to the Marlins, and uh, I don't know. His Angels years were kind of forgettable to me, even though I'm yeah, sure he had good yeah. seasons. But I always get looked to him as a Cardinal. Yeah, I I remember Pujols and Prince Fielder were both free agents at the same time. Cubs needed a first baseman, and they wanted to go hard off after both of them. Didn't land either of them, and then trade for Anthony Rizzo. I think it turned out uh, better for the Cubs than it did uh, if they would have signed one of those guys. Funny how that works out sometimes. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ryan Howard. Oh, a name I haven't thought of in a while. Yeah, uh, the big piece. I, I've shared this story on the podcast, but I like sharing it anyways. I just remember sitting up uh, in, in the loft at our buddy Andrew Eiler's <laughs> house, and the Reds blew like a five or six run lead mm-hmm. in the ninth, and Howard hits a walk off. He throws the TV remote, smacks me in the shin. Thanks, Andrew. But, you had it uh, coming. He he was a fun player to watch for, for a good stretch. He was. Alex Rodriguez. I always liked A-Rod, but I don't, I don't uh, respect him for what he did. I mean, he cheated, and he didn't need to cheat. That was the thing. He was a talented baseball player without the PEDs. He had already proved that in his Seattle days. But um, big, big money, the first big, big money deal we had seen in our lifetime. Part of that trade, Alfonso Soriano, some other guys mm-hmm. in Texas for him. Uh, he got a World Series ring. Still kind of weird to think he had to play third base looking back on it, but yeah, I I wonder if his thinking when he took PEDs was, you know, Bonds is taking them clearly, Sosa's taking them, um, a couple other guys are taking them. I might just need to take them to kind of keep up. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, not not a good enough excuse, but uh, at least he can justify it in his own mind for doing right. it. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's always in the news for something, whether yeah. it's personal life or. Uh, being a baseball analyst and commentator, he's a, he's always still in the in the tabloids. He he might be like the last like super famous major league baseball player because baseball players it seems like don't get famous anymore. Where like E News is following around. That's where it true. Seems like A Rod Jeter, those kind of guys. They I mean they were dating supermodels and all of that. You just don't see that anymore uh, That's for whatever true. reason. I would say. Aaron Judge is probably the closest thing just because he's a superstar in the New York market, but he's not yes, in the, the tabloids. He's not in the tabloids. Right. The market definitely helps yeah. uh, for sure. Um, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. This isn't the Braves' Andrew Jones. It is the Braves' it is, Andrew Jones. He led the league in home runs. He hit 53 in 2005. No wonder why you're always on the case for getting he, him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he he hit over 400 homers in his career, yeah. one of the greatest defensive center fielders ever. He should be in. Yeah, yeah. You you should be the guy that's uh, bargaining for him to get in. Do they, do they do that like the NFL does? They should. I'm not, I'm not the only one, though, that's doing yeah, that. I know. I but, think he'll get in eventually. But no, He uh, was he a good one. I mean, he's part of those brave teams that were always good when we were growing up with Chipper. Yep. They're good pitching rotations. You know, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. They won tons of AL or NL East divisions in a row. I mean, it was like unheard of the year they finally didn't win it. So. Yeah. Last one here, Adrian Beltre. He got popped for PEDs, right? I don't think so. Did he not? No, he. Uh, it was when he was with the Dodgers. Yeah. Last year with the Dodgers, he had 48 homers. Then he went to Seattle and Seattle. just struggled. And then went yeah. to Boston, uh, rejuvenated his career, and now he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
I remember when he was on Seattle, I believe he was the first player I could remember to hit a home run off his knee. Yeah. Yeah. He had a low ball, went down on one knee and hit it out of the park. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what a feat of strength. But uh, he was the first guy Pujols hugged or, or acknowledged when he crossed the plate in his 700th home run. Beltre was in the crowd oh, that's right. went over and hugged him. Yeah. So uh, Dominican Republic um, connection there. So yep. yeah, he was, yeah. he was a good one for many years, but like I said, struggled a little bit in Seattle, which was kind of a, a uh, common theme with a lot of free agents for some reason. Yes. They go to Seattle, they tend to struggle. I don't know why. Yeah. I think a lot of people will remember Beltre mainly with his uh for his Ranger days. Yep. The Texas Rangers. So should have been World Series champs. Definitely should have because they had Nelson Cruz in right field and he should have been DA well, he couldn't have been DH because it was in uh, St. Louis. Drop the pop up. <laughs> yeah, he uh pretty pretty easy. I mean it wasn't a easy play, but uh a play a majority of major league right fielders make with ease. Right. And he uh he made it look uh All right. Very difficult, right. but uh, that will do it for um, Word Association. Well, that was a fun list. Uh, some good names I hadn't thought of or talked about in a long time. And uh, Word Association segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Proforma to Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. What do you want to talk about now? Well, uh, why don't we do the Honest Day real quick, which I need to Sound bring good. up here, and then we will hop into football talk for the rest of the pod. Um, let me get it up here. Should have had this ready, you know it's not my first rodeo here, and <laughs> here I am. But on this day, sporting events that have happened on October 3rd. Hmm. A lot of old stuff in the 1920s. I'm not going to. Oh, man. On this day, 1942, Triple Crown winner. Whirl Away, ridden by George Wolfe, won the Jockey Club Gold Cup at Belmont, Belmont Park to become the first thoroughbred to earn more than $500,000 in lifetime earnings. Wow, that was, a, that was a lot of money back then. That is a lot of money. On this day, 1945, the Tigers and the Cubs met in the World Series for the fourth time. Hank Barraway pitched a six-hit shutout as the Cubs won game one 9-0 at Briggs Stadium in Detroit. And then Detroit won the series 4-3. That was the Cubs' last trip to the World Series up until 2016. Well, this day in 1951, the shot heard around the world happened. Bobby Thompson had a three-run homer off Ralph Branca of the Brooklyn Dodgers, bombing ninth, one out to give the New York Giants a dramatic 5-4 playoff win in the NL pennant at the Polo Grounds. The Giants win the pennant. Um, a lot of baseball stuff. Mm. On this day, 1965, Whitey Ford notched uh, win number 232 in a season-ending 11-5 victory against the Boston Red Sox, becoming the Yankees' winningest pitcher. Hall of Famer. Yep. On this day, 1972, future Baseball Hall of Fame, Famer left-handed pitcher Steve Carlton won his 27th game as the Phillies beat the Cubs 11-1 to Wrigley. 
he had almost half the Phillies 59 season wins. On well, this day, 1974, Jerry West retired after 14 seasons with the Lakers. The logo. He, he ended with 25,192 career points, averaged 29.1 points per game in 153 playoff games. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. On well, this day, 1989, the Oakland Raiders promoted 42-year-old Art Shells, the first African-American to be an NFL head coach in modern times. Took over for Mike Shanahan. I remember Art Shell. That was his first stint as a Raiders mm-hmm. coach. He had two yeah, I remember his second stint. On this day, 1990, Kansas City Royals third baseman George Brett became the first MLBer in the history to win a batting title in three different decades. Wow. He also won batting titles in 76 and 1980. Last day, 1995, uh, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty hmm. of the well, murder did of not fit. Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Last day, 1999, uh, Mark McGuire hit his 65th homer of the season and rained short 9-5 win over the Cubs at Bush Stadium. Wins second home run title over Sammy Sosa, who had 63, hit his 63rd home run in the same game. Sosa had four straight 60 homer seasons. Not too bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good run. On this day, 2001, San Diego Padre outfielder Ricky Henderson scored a run in the third inning of the Padres' 12-5 loss to the L.A. Dodgers to tie the MLB record of 2,245 runs scored held by the legendary Ty Cobb. He was fast. On this day in 2001, also, Barry Bonds walked for the 171st time, <laughs> breaking Babe Ruth's 1923 MLB single-season record for walks. Barry Bonds was by far the most feared hitter ever. Yeah. I don't think anyone will ever be feared like that. <laughs> I have to say this because I said it earlier. On this day in 2008, O.J. Simpson was found guilty on charges of kidnapping and armed robbery. He uh, he got his uh, prison sentence he deserved the first time around. He did. Just a little shorter than it should have been. And on this day in uh, last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady became the NFL's all-time leader in career passing yardage in a 1917 win against the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Brady went 23, 22 for 43 for 269 yards to pass Drew Brees' high of 80,358 yards. Tell you what, he's not looking that great this year. He is not having fun. It does not look like it, does he's it? He's not having fun, and I don't. it doesn't bother me at all. Nope. Doesn't, even though I wish they would have won last night, but that's past the point. But the Honest Day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs from signs to growth charts. Saw him making some growth charts last night on his Instagram story. Their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects. Visit them on Instagram or Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for custom orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. College or NFL? You pick. I don't care. Let's talk some college, ho- or college hoops. I'm excited for college hoops. but uh, We are about a month away from exhibition yeah, games. It is, it's not that time yet. College football. Um, interesting week once again in the Big Ten. Fun um, week around the country. And, yeah, and interesting week fun. in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, we had some good games and some just absolute blowouts. 
around mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Uh, my Boilers, I pick against them finally, and they go on the road and, and get it done. Uh, Twenty <laughs> to ten. Start, you need to continue doing that. I, I, I just might. I just might. Uh, Twenty ten win at number twenty one Minnesota now. And if you didn't watch the broadcast, you might not know, but. Uh, Mo Ibrahim was out for Minnesota. They mentioned it every three minutes. I was going to say, I, I literally watched that game for 10 seconds, and they mentioned it during that 10 seconds. Yes. Um, <laughs> former Denver Bronco quarterback uh, Brock Osweiler was one of the commentators. Really? I did, did not know it was him until halftime when they showed the commentators. I could not tell by his voice. Hmm. Um, but so that was interesting. Former Dolphins legend, you should say. Dolphins too. legend, too. <laughs> And uh, not so much Texans or, or Browns. I don't think he played a game on the Browns. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was out. He, I guess he practiced a little bit last week, but didn't feel – the trainers didn't feel like uh, he should give it a go. And so P.J. Fleck didn't play him. But they still had uh, Potts, their running back. He's torched Purdue in the past. Tanner Morgan has best career game ever against Purdue back in 2019. He was 4-0 against Purdue coming into this weekend. Um, and Purdue's defense just played pretty good. Um of course, some mistakes were made by Minnesota. They kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple times, and Purdue didn't play that great of an offensive game. Aiden O'Connell gave it a go, but you could tell he wasn't 100%. He's probably about 70 75% is my guess. His ball did not have the amount of zip it usually does, and he just seemed to be missing some reads that he usually would make. But he got it done when they needed to in the fourth quarter. And then uh, Purdue's running game seals it at the end. Who would have thought that? Uh, Purdue ran for easily for over 100 yards as a team. They don't do that very often. A walk on a freshman, Devin Mockaby, clinched it with a 63-yard run late. And then Cam Allen had a second interception of the day, which led him to be in the Big Ten Defense Player of the Week. He's now got 10 for his career. Um, so good win for the Boilers. But like I kind of said last Monday, even though I picked Minnesota, I said if they don't count of plays, it wouldn't shock me for Purdue to win this game because that's just what Jeff Brom's teams do. I think I even said it, it was a coin flip to me because I yep. think Purdue's good enough to go in and beat a team like that. Minnesota just coming off whooping Michigan state, mm-hmm. but obviously Michigan state's terrible. Right. I, um, so clearly didn't learn a whole lot from Minnesota, but of course right. he, he, Ibrahim being out hurts, but it seems like they had three running backs last year, step up when he was out then. Right. In uh, every team in, in there without Chris autumn bell, but he's out for the year and in every mm-hmm. team can, you know, sure. Uh, I mean, Purdue's been without their starting running back for three weeks in a row. They've right. their best defensive player has been out since Penn State. Every college football team's going through, but it does stink when it's your best wide receiver and best running back. Then you're without some weapons. But uh it was nice for Jeff Brown to finally get the monkey off his back a little bit and beat PJ Fleck and Purdue to beat Minnesota. They hadn't won at Minnesota since two thousand and seven. Wow. They'd never won in this stadium when it was since it's been built in two thousand nine. Wow. So it was nice just to kind of finally get one and and the Big Ten West is up for grabs right now, man. Oh it man crazy house right yeah. now six teams tied at one and one one team's zero and two and they fired their coach and it's shockingly not northwestern <laughs> it's wisconsin uh being yeah. one two um yeah. firing paul chris that's that's an interesting move i i know they've been kind of sluggish the past few years but man they consistently won nine games it's kind of the bo Pelini effect Just be careful um, what you wish for there yes. I, th- I think it's more of Maybe there's more to it, but I honestly think it just comes out to there. They thought Jim Leonard was going to jump at his first mm-hmm. chance in the offseason. They didn't yep. want to lose him. They wanted to see how he can do. That's exactly and, it. And, yeah, he is a hot commodity, but look what his defenses have been doing lately. Not Getting great. torched. Yeah. Getting torched by Ohio State and Illinois. It was a great running attack. But we'll see how he can do, head coach. I mean, it might benefit him this year, but it might go sideways. It'll be yeah. interesting. 
they're yeah they're giving him a seven game seven or depending on if they make a bowl eight um, game kind of audition. Um, I know Leonard's been mentioned as a hot candidate in the past for a lot of different schools. So uh, I know I know Paul Chris is kind of a boring guy, and his teams kind of took on the personality of him. So maybe they just needed some sort of boost. Ben Brust, uh, former Wisconsin basketball player, uh, just torched Paul Chris before the game even happened on Saturday. Um, and so obviously he might have a little bit of influence there um, to get him canned. But um, yeah, that uh, Illinois didn't just go into Wisconsin to beat him. They went in and dominated him, outscored mm-hmm. him 20 to nothing in the second half. Um, you look at Wisconsin for years, they've ran the ball so well. Even this year, uh, they had 221 yards rushing against Illinois State, 174 yards rushing against Washington State, 260 against New Mexico State, 192 against Ohio State. And Illinois held them to two yards rushing. Um, Illinois' defense is now not only the best in the Big Ten, they're arguably one of the best in the country. Number one scoring defense in the entire country. Number one pass efficiency defense. Number three in total defense. Number three in rush defense. Number 12 in interceptions. Number 15 in sacks. Um, For years, under the Lovey Smith and Tim Beckman, they'd give up, routinely give up. I, I will never forget the game against Iowa where, that was kind of the turning point. Like, I don't, I don't think Lovey's working out when they lost 63 to nothing to a, uh, to an Iowa team that honestly wasn't that good. Um, so it's nice to see Illinois defense, keep them in games now and play obviously really well. Um, but yeah, Chase Brown, 125 r- yards rushing against a good Wisconsin defense. Tommy DeVito is the best quarterback they've had since at least Nathan Shieldhouse taking care of the ball. Um, very efficient too. And they have a good rushing or a good, uh, Good wide receiving core as well. So uh, I've said uh, all year that I think Illinois is halfway decent, and this uh, isn't maybe enough to get me to jump fully. On oh, the I can hear your voice. I think you're uh, back. I think you're back. <laughs> I, I'm 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 holding out hope they're decent, but uh, it could all go to the wayside if they lose to a, a mediocre Iowa team at home. Which hopefully Illinois, uh, instead of their usual thirty-seven thousand to show up, hopefully it's pretty close to a sellout under the lights. Um, fan interest is higher than it's been in a long time. Bielema has done that. Um, their defensive coordinator is actually one of the top candidates for the Colorado head coaching job. Um, <laughs> I'd stay away from that job. Yeah, I'd stay away from it too, especially since they might not have a conference here mm-hmm. <laughs> in two years. But uh, if uh, they, I mean, they have Iowa at home and then Minnesota at home, they could realistically be six and one playing Nebraska. They could be seven and one playing. Uh, then they have Nebraska playing. They, uh, they would like that Indiana Indian. game back. Yeah, they. I mean, they should have won that Indiana game. They choked that thing away. Um, they'd probably be ranked right now. Oh, they definitely be ranked. Um, but, I was kind of uh, surprised they weren't. I thought they might crawl in the twenty fifth yeah. spot this week. But their schedule's been kind of weak up to that point. But uh, that was that was a statement game in my opinion. I mean, Wisconsin's not the Wisconsin of old, but it's still on the road at Wisconsin. So yeah, that's. I, oh my! Um, if, if Purdue can beat Wisconsin this year, I'll be doing backflips. <laughs> Get that so, monkey uh, off their back. If uh, if Illinois can continue playing well, I might fully jump back on the bandwagon. So we saw Michigan beat Iowa. We saw mm-hmm. Ohio State thrash Rutgers, even though there was some chippiness to that game. Uh, Penn State beat Northwestern in a rain-soaked, ugly game. I feel bad for anybody who had to watch that or go to it. <laughs> uh, North Nebraska took care of Indiana under the lights, um, giving um, Joseph his first first win as interim head coach and Maryland took care of Michigan state, mm-hmm. which Michigan state's three second losses. You look at their next four games, they might not get one. Yeah. Um, Michigan state fans are already turning on their savior, uh, Mel Tucker, who was, uh, 
who was Tuck, God Tuck's on come, earth. Tuck's coming. That's all I all yeah. you heard on Twitter all offseason. Tuck's coming. <laughs> he's coming to three three losses. That's what he's coming to. Yeah. Um, and honestly, losing Kenneth Walker couldn't have been that big of I mean, it was a big loss, but he's not the reason why uh why they're losing all these right. games. Their defense right. looks terrible too. But yeah. uh, I I think Maryland's pretty good, actually. They're speedy. They're very mm-hmm. they're very they're very quick. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to yeah, pick some games? Around, yeah, and around the country, uh, we saw Bryce Young get hurt. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you watched any of that game. I watched it a little bit. And I can't remember the kid's name, Milrow or something uh, like that. Yeah, he's built almost like Derrick Henry, and he's a quarterback, yeah. and, he's and he fast. flies. Yeah, I, mean, I just watched. I'm like, this is just not fair. Yeah, he had a <laughs> 70, 70 something yard touchdown run. Yeah, I believe. when when Arkansas was within four, Bama was yeah. up twenty eight zero. Arkansas scores twenty four and answered. Get including an onside kick, gets right back in it, and then he breaks off that big run, and then it flipped the whole game. Uh, we saw, saw Clemson get a big win over NC State. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest went to Florida State and proved they are for real. I think uh, Georgia is proving that they're not nearly as good as last year. They um, were lucky losing, to win that. Very lucky to win at Missouri. Um, Texas A&M got smacked around by Mississippi State. Now they go to Bama this week. Jimbo could be in big trouble. Yeah, their quarterback there. position is terrible. USC and UCLA both undefeated. That's mm-hmm. good for the Big Ten. Uh, Oklahoma's garbage. They're yeah, defense, not very good. Uh, TCU wide receivers are still running wide open right now. So that's going to be an interesting matchup with Texas this week and Red River Rivalry, which mm-hmm. Quinn Ears, I believe, is going to be try to come back, back? this week. Um, Kansas, what a story. Uh, yeah. They got game day this week against uh, TCU, which is good. Ranked? Be fun. Or maybe yeah, it's ranked for TCU. the first I don't know where, time where it since is, but. 2009. Yeah, Lance Leipold said he loves it there, but he's, somebody's going to throw him a lot of money. There's maybe a lot Wisconsin. of jobs already open. Yeah, or Nebraska. Wisconsin. I saw he's third in the betting odds to be Wisconsin's mm-hmm. next head coach. Leonard's one, Bill O'Brien's two. Yeah, um, Leipold won a ton of titles at, I believe, Wisconsin-Whitewater, Whitewater, so he's obviously yep. very familiar. Yep, so, yeah, another crazy fun weekend of college football, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like it's going to be another good one on paper this weekend. Yep. Uh, Nebraska at Rutgers. Well, Friday night, Big Ten football action. Um, this is actually the game Barstool does their version of a game day. This is the game they're going to. They pick them before the season. And they go to states that have sports betting so they can push their oh. sports book. Don't and I'm guessing this is a this was a, just a short drive down from New York. That's why they probably yeah. did this one. But uh, give me the Corn Huskers for four. I have Nebraska for one. I I think they'll beat them, but I. Th- I mean, Rutgers needs one, and they're pretty desperate right now. Um, but I just, I just don't think they're very good. And we tied. It's going to be we a rough... tied in the Big Ten. Pick. Yes, yeah, we did. Uh, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan for six. That's that's the uh, Fox noon or uh, yeah Fox noon big, game big noon big game noon, yeah big noon yeah well, uh, I also have Michigan for six I uh, I uh, mean I think Indiana might be able to keep it close for a little bit but Michigan's yeah. too talented. Michigan 22-point favorites on the road. Uh, Purdue at Maryland. This game scares me. Uh, Purdue's only been to Maryland once, and it was honestly the it worst Dar- football game. It was a Daryl Hazel game, wasn't it? It was like 50-7, to 7, I believe. <laughs> I and I remember after that, Dad's like, he's got to go. And yeah. I think the very next week was Iowa. Iowa beat him, and then he got canned. It was mm-hmm. the worst Purdue football game I have ever seen. Um Produce four point dogs in this game. I'm going with my heart, though. I think they're gonna have Jalen Graham back, which is big news for their defense. I'm going Purdue, but only for two. I, I this game does scare me. 
I have Purdue for two as well. Coin flip game, though. It is. Um, it is. Uh, there's, like I said, uh, uh, Maryland speed. Jarrett is a yeah. problem. He and he, he's scared. Yeah, me. they uh, they need a fully healthy O'Connell too. Um, it should be a rockless environment. So no, it won't be. But, but uh, so Mar- Mar- Maryland can put up some points. They can. Uh, Wisconsin at Northwestern. New coach for Wisconsin, but I just think Northwestern stinks. They're Give me terrible. the Badgers for three. I have Wisconsin for four. Um, Ohio State at Michigan State. Buckeyes for five. I have Ohio State for five as well. Iowa at Illinois. This is a first I think I've ever done. I went all road teams. I'm going Hawkeyes for one. You think Iowa gets it done, huh? Um, The only reason I think that, I think Illinois is better. I just don't know, you know, still a a new new program, you know, Bielema's put into culture. mm -hmm. Maybe they read their press clippings too much this week. Absolutely. I was got happen. a good defense. They can't score, but they got a good defense. That's that's the only reason I'm I'm, I'm trying to do something yeah. bold because I figured you're going to line I so I had to do something different here to try to win the week. First one to ten wins, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Illinois favorite against Iowa for the first time maybe in my entire life. Big um, game for so, your family. Yeah, I honestly my family couldn't care less. <laughs> Well, but uh, your uncle, I should say. But, but my uncle, my my uncle thinks Iowa doesn't have a shot. Um, I don't think Iowa's going to be able to score enough. I I, I think they might score ten points total. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Illinois for three. Um, elsewhere, top twenty-five, we have number eight Tennessee at number twenty-five LSU. Brian Kelly gets it done. Think so at yep. home? Huh? Tennessee you had the bye week, so maybe they cooled off a little bit. They got Bama next week. I think for some reason they're going to look ahead. I think Brian Kelly gets it done, and he's one point away from having a really good season already at yeah. LSU. Uh, Tennessee, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the road team. Uh, Tennessee hasn't been in the top ten in a while either, so maybe they read the press clippings a little bit. and kind of. I don't, I don't like them. them. I, don't I, like I don't like them either. Uh, number 17, TCU at number 19, Kansas. Yeah, this could be a fun one. Um, I think the Horned Frogs go in and get this done. I watched the end of that Kansas – Iowa State game. Matt Campbell, for a good coach, he had a big old coaching blunder in that game and kind of cost Iowa I don't Iowa think State. he is that good of a coach, to be honest. Um, I, I think Sonny Dykes doing a really good job at TCU. I mean, this could mm-hmm. be a fun one, like I said. I'm going to tune into this one, but give me, give me the Horned Frogs. TCU for seven uh, – or T, TCU seven-point favorites, sorry. Um, give me TCU on the road. I, I don't buy Kansas, even though they've been okay. Great story. But. Um, number 11, Utah at number 18, UCLA. Got to go with the Utes. They threw off my playoff prediction week one, but uh, they're getting hot. Uh, I got to go with the Utes. They're four and a half point favorites. Uh, nobody shows up to UCLA games in the Rose Bowl. Nobody. Uh, give, give me Utah. It's embarrassing. Uh, give me Utah. Um, Number 16, BYU against Notre Dame in Vegas. And Notre Dame's favorite. I was a little surprised by that. Three and a half point favorite. I was a little surprised. Notre Dame coming off a bye week. Um. This is not a game I had Notre Dame losing before the season, but I have them going eight and four. I think BYU gets it done. Give me Notre Dame, just to be different. Coin uh, flip, in my opinion. So it it really is. Uh, I'm surprised Notre Dame's favored, but yeah. Um, unranked Florida State four and one traveling to NC State to take on the 14th ranked Wolfpack. Yeah, I thought Florida State was going to get it done against Wake. I was wrong. Wolfpack lost at Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think they bounce back. Uh, give me NC State. NC State only three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, give me the home team, though. Um, and I think that is going to do it for, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, because Georgia's going to smack uh, whoever they play, I would think, at home. Auburn. And uh, yeah. Bama, Bama's going to smack A&M. So. Yep. Remember when that was all hyped up after the media days? Jimbo yep. and Saban over before the media days. Now nobody cares about it come October 8th. I saw a stat. Nick Saban has never lost to an um, Auburn team. Uh, who, who plays Auburn? Georgia plays Georgia. Auburn. But I saw the stat anyway. Um, Nick Saban has never lost to an Auburn team that has lost less than nine games, but he's never beaten an Auburn team that's won more than nine games. He's 0-8 against Auburn when uh, they win nine or more games. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I, th- I think uh, anything else college football-wise? I don't think so. Uh, moving on to the NFL with three winners, three losers. One of my winners, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm not uh, playing bad. They won a shootout over Detroit. They're 2-2, two and two, and Geno Smith was balling yesterday. I give the guy credit. <clears throat> uh, I whiffed on that one big time. I had Detroit as 12-point confidence last week, and that, that hurt me big time. Yeah, I had um, Detroit winning as well, but it was for lesser, and I ended up winning. Uh, I got because, this victory one week, <laughs> one yeah. week, and it bit me. I'm I'm sure you've seen the stats um, between Geno and Russell Wilson. Uh, yes, I have. That pe- people are talking about a lot. Yes, uh, I so, have. Uh, that's that's a good winner. Uh, one of my winners, Kansas City Chiefs, after a stinker against the Indianapolis Colts last Sunday, they bounced back in a big way, putting up figured they would points. Yep. Put, putting up 41 points um, at Tampa Bay. Looked like the offense of old, um, unfortunately, yep. for you. <laughs> Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Another winner, New York Jets. Um, I could easily put the Steelers in my loser column, but I did Steelers are in my loser column. Okay, that's because uh, really Pickett threw a ball he shouldn't have thrown towards the end of the game. It kind of mm. really hurts. I'm not going to say it cost them, but Jets were down big, down 13, came back and fought and won. and. Yeah. They're two and two. I thought Zach Wilson played really good in the fourth quarter, and now they're getting the Dolphins coming into town without Tua. Um, Jets Jets can make a little noise. They won't, but they could. <laughs> um, yeah, Zach Wilson was terrible up until that fourth quarter, and then some. He got hot, so uh, good for him. Um, one of my winners, Tennessee Titans. Uh, week after beating the Vegas Raiders, they uh, go on the road to the Indianapolis Colts. That's that's a classic Colts loss. Oh, we saw it coming. We saw it coming. Um, the Colts are actually one of my losers. As well, so I'll knock them out. But um, Matt Ryan's fumbled nine times already this year. Nine times. They uh, keep digging themselves in these holes. Yeah. And, and then, they, then they climb out of it, but then it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're, they're lucky they play in the division they do. Mm-hmm. My last uh, winner, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Over in London, good game against the Saints. Double doink from 61 out by Will Lutz after he just hit a 60-yarder. That was such an entertaining game to get the Sunday Sunday going. I loved it. Um, those, those those say what you want about the NFL playing games overseas in London. Those fans love it. They, they get do. into it. They get so into it. So it's pretty fun. Um, just when I'm thinking, I don't know what to think about this Viking team. Now they're three and one, and they host the Bears this week. So that's a pretty pretty good start. <laughs> yeah. um, my last winner, the Vegas Raiders. Um, I will never put them in my winner. They could go 16, <laughs> 17 and zero, and I'm not putting them in my. Josh McDaniels they, is the most punchable uh, face in the NFL. Still, I tell you what, McDaniels needed that in the worst mm, way. Um, it, it was me. I I could have had eight losers and like two winners, but I had yeah. to find a third winner, and this was one of them. Just because, well, he can so. send a Christmas card to Melvin Gordon. So yeah, that uh, that was a bad fumble uh, by old Melvin. Knew it was coming. And, and I I do I feel really bad for the guy, and he's gonna have to be their guy going forward with Javante Williams out for the season with the torn ACL, but. The dude fumbled four times in four games. 
I think he's fumbled 12 times in his Denver career in three years, and three of them have been returned for touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> Denver was going in to probably score, take a seven-point lead before half and get the ball after half, and it flipped the whole game big time. You just can't have that. I mean, I feel for the guy, but he's great in pass pro. But if you can't hold on to the ball, you can't play him. I'm sorry. Play Mike Boone over. I I, uh, Three losers. I I had the Colts and I had the Steelers as well. Um, I had the Broncos, but mostly mostly because of Melvin Gordon. So I've already just said that, but they're uh, one of them. One of my other losers, Baltimore Ravens. Me too. They're my last loser. They've lost five straight home games. Home games, yeah. And they were up big time. What, 20 points or so? 21 over the Bills? And you just 17 choke. over the just, Bills. Uh, 17. It was a nasty weather game, but you just fell apart and choked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ravens blew a 21-point fourth quarter lead to the Dolphins. 17-point halftime lead to the Bills. Um, John Harbaugh decides to go for it on fourth and goal instead of kicking a field goal. And it's picked off, which was the worst-case scenario because then it's touchback and they get it at the 20 instead of the two. Um, so that backfired. Um, just a bad, bad loss. Um, ha- had a chance to beat a really good team and couldn't do it. Yep. My last so. loser, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't look like the team I thought they were going to be. Um, they're my Super Bowl runner-up. and they, uh, No, no, no. Now yours, I have the Packers being Super Bowl runner-up to the Bills. You have the Buccaneers. Maybe they'll get there, but right now they're not looking like the same team they have the last two years. Yeah, I uh, I beat you and pick them again, as I said. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, starting Thursday night, you get your game out of the way early. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. Yeah, not looking forward to this one. Uh, Broncos are without Javante Williams out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Gregory been one of the better defense players out three to six weeks with uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. Russell Wilson banged up. Now today they think he's going to play, but he's banged up. So. But the Colts, no Leonard. Leonard's out for this game with a concussion. So is one of their other defensive players. And Jonathan Taylor's questionable with an ankle sprain. So both teams hobbling in, literally, to this game. I think Denver's the better team. Denver's 2-0 at home. Give me the Broncos, but only for five points. Uh, coin flip game, in my opinion. Um, but I'm taking the home team for two. Denver Broncos for two. Uh, New York Giants against the Green Bay Packers in England. Did you know this is the first time ever that a London game has involved two teams over 500. That's incredible. They've been playing in London since 2007. In London? In London. That's just crazy. First one ever. Um, Green Bay was not overly impressive. They were terrible. against New England yesterday. (laughs) Against third-string quarterback. Giants uh, weren't good on Monday night. Uh, I'm going with the Packers for nine. Uh, Daniel Jones is banged up uh, with an ankle issue to the point where Saquon Barkley was running the Wildcat a lot. Yeah, over Tyrod playing quarterback. Because because Tyrod had a concussion, knocked him out of the game. Um, Give me Packers for nine as well. Yeah, um, see, I forgot the Giants even played yesterday against the the Bears. That's how forgettable it was. (laughs) That was was a forgettable game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Good move, right move. Tough uh, first road test at Buffalo. Give me the Bills for 15. I have the Bills for 16. Um, L.A. Chargers at the Cleveland Browns. i got to find it here. Well, it's way down on my list. Uh, Chargers for 12. I only have the Chargers for three. Uh, the Chargers have a real difficult time playing at noon um, on the that's East Coast. That's a good Coast. point. So that's why I'm doing it. Cleveland coming off a terrible loss at Atlanta yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland hangs in there. I mean, Chargers didn't look overly impressive against Houston. I mean, Houston. No, they didn't. They got up big. The they got quarter. up big and let them yeah. come back. But I, their defense can get the Jacoby Brissett. Should yeah, it, it should be able to. Miles Garrett, I imagine, will be back for the Browns. Uh, Chargers for three though. Uh, Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. I got the Vikings for eight. Um, the Bears are boring. I have the Vikings for fifteen. Um, Justin Fields is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry, Bears fans. He uh, has the lowest or the fewest pass yards from a starting quarterback through four games since the 60s. Not good. Still looking. 22. His completion percentage right around 50%. He is. It, it's clear he's not the answer going forward. Might as well play out the year with him and uh, search for somebody better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit Lions at the New England Patriots. Dan Campbell's uh, got to be feeling the heat. Yeah, uh, Detroit's kind of must-watch TV because you know their games are going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Patriots for 10. I have New England for 10 as well. I assume Mac Jones will be back for them. I don't think I don't, it matters who they I play. Think, I think they'll yeah, beat Detroit. It doesn't matter. Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding on the Seahawks now. Give me Seahawks <laughs> for three. Um. I don't know if Jameis will be back or not for New Orleans. Uh, I assume he is, and I'm picking New Orleans for four. I don't know why I continue to pick New Orleans, but I continue to. We finally disagreed. So yeah, Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. I had the Dolphins till I read officially Tua was out, which I figured he was gonna be. Oh yeah, he was gonna be out. I'm taking the Jets for one. <laughs> one. <laughs> I think Teddy's terrible, um, but. I think Dolphins are good enough. Uh, they need to get some sort of running game. Um, Tua, yeah, that was one of the scarier injuries I've seen. When his hands went up like that, um, you knew it was something pretty severe. Sound, sounds like he's doing pretty well. Might even play against Minnesota in the next week. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's back in, back in uh, two weeks so I can watch him play on Sunday night in Miami. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Dolphins' defense should be good enough. Uh, give me the Dolphins for five. Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay for 13. They're going to be mad. Yep. Atlanta's coming off a good win for them over Cleveland. But if Buccaneers watch this one or lose this one, hit the panic button. Bucks for 14. Uh, Tennessee at Washington. Titans for four. I think Titans are a lot better, but this would not shock me if Washington gets this win, even though I don't think they're very good. I agree. Completely agree. Uh, Tennessee for six. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville. Jaguars for 14. Don't screw it up, Jaguars. <laughs> Um, Trevor Lawrence lost four fumbles yesterday. It's the NFL record. Uh, but yeah, give, give me Jacksonville for 11. Houston's the worst team in the that NFL. That was a rainy, nasty game. So. It, it, it was. Uh, San Francisco at Carolina. San Francisco for seven, even though I hate picking teams I haven't seen play the Monday night game yet. Uh, give me San Francisco for one. I don't think San Francisco is very good. I don't think Carolina's um, good. Car- Carolina's bad too. Uh, Dallas at LA Rams. Rams for 11. You know, Dak, Ram- Dak could be back. Yeah. I have the Rams for eight. I don't think it matters. Philadelphia at Arizona. Uh, bird team's going to win this one. I got the Eagles for six. I have the Eagles for seven. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I think Baltimore makes it six straight home L's. Give me the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals for two. I have the Ravens for 12. So that's right. There's a difference right there. Yeah, that, that could flip things around. Uh, Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs for 16. I think this Raider team stinks. <laughs> I'm still infuriated. I, I don't remember the last time I've been this mad after an info loss. I'm still steaming about it. And I think Kansas City, after last week, just got to keep clicking for a while. Give me They're the not chi- losing at home. Yeah, give me the Chiefs for 13. I, I agree wholeheartedly. 
Um, this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing, whether an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail. Damn Landing is a place to be lit. Damn Landing's Bar & Grill, located on beautiful Lake Mantel, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients, taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantel and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, The Damn Landing is a place to be located. 1305 Union Road in Rochester. Hit me with that birdie bogey. Since 1955, when they first began awarding the MVP award, there have been three players in MLB history to be named the MVP of a World Series twice. Can you name all three? Three players to be named MVP of the World Series twice. I don't even have a guess. I'm trying to think of teams that have won a bunch. The Yankees won a bunch. Um... Cardinals won a few, but I know David Freeze won one one year. But I, yeah, Red Sox maybe. Guy for the Red Sox won it twice. Um, David Ortiz, no. Um, Giants, Madison Bumgarner, good guess, but no. Ah, son of a gun! Just give me a, uh, give me a bogey. You're back to a. Two-stroke lead, but still a pretty good lead. Reggie Jackson? Nah, Mr. October. I should have known that one. Bob Gibson? Nah. And Sandy Koufax? All played in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah, I was it's, way off. It's, it's a tough one, I, I but I knew your baseball knowledge, you're pretty good, so I thought you might yeah. be able I, to get a par out of it. I should have thought of Reggie Jackson. Bob Gibson, I would have had no shot in the 60s. Wouldn't even think of him. Koufax is obviously really good, but I didn't even think about the yeah. Dodgers. So. I wouldn't have thought of any of them. So. Disappointing. I'm, I'm sure a tough one's coming my, my way next week, and that's that's fair game. So. Yep. Women's cricket. Come on up. Oh, boy. I better start studying. (laughs) Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Hope you have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday.